He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Dear friends in Christ, God's grace, which is that incredible storehouse of his undeserved love, and his mercy, which is using that love so that he does not give us what we deserve, but rather what Christ has won for us. And his peace, which is the result of that love in your lives. They are all yours through faith in Christ, the one who conquered death and in whose name we celebrate Easter. I have a big question for you this morning. And it's okay to be honest. How was the car ride in this morning? Was it full of perfectly dressed, well-behaved parents and children, all eager and excited to get to sit at church? Or was it a little more chaotic than that? If you have kids, and I have children, you, you know what I'm talking about. You know you, you do everything you can to, to get them into their Sunday best, but the struggle is real. And you know how it is when, when you, you get them right where you want them, and then the other one gets squirrely, and then all of a sudden it's a train reaction, and things don't work out like you're supposed to, and then you finally get them in the car, and then you're going, and all of a sudden there are Cheerios flying everywhere, and you're saying, just hold off until we get to the breakfast. And then you pull into the parking lot and then you give the lecture. This is church. Right? Smile. Don't mess up. Or maybe I was the only family that went through all that. I don't know. And it doesn't just involve children either. Sometimes it's those who are in another phase of life or simply are coming back after having a long night. Maybe they worked late the night before. But you know that it's time to get ready for church. And the first thought sometimes is, well, can I get away with just staying in bed a little bit longer? I asked you how the journey was to church this morning. And we can joke about it because... I get all the different dynamics that can be at play. But maybe for a more serious question, how is your journey going? And I'm not talking about your journey to this building on Easter morning 2019. I'm I'm talking about your, your journey, and I think you understand what I mean by that. It's not uncommon for people to describe your life from beginning to end as a, a massive journey. And so let's pick up on that, that idea that you are on a journey. How is it? Do you feel like you are at the right spot right now? Do, do you feel like you are on pace to achieve the end of the journey that you desire? Or, or, or maybe do you feel like you're you may be on a detour. Or, or maybe you're stuck in a rut. Maybe you blew a tire 
and you're trying to figure out if, if you're able to get back on the road, do, do, do you feel like things are all systems go? Or do you feel like somehow your car got turned around and you're, you're going backwards? You see, that's the big question I want us to wrestle with today because we're gathered together on what is the most glorious celebration of the Christian church here. It's Christ's victory over death. And what that means for us who learn from God's word is that we get to start over on a new journey. And it is a journey that is now recalculated with a different end in mind. And with God's grace working through us this morning, I pray that we leave here ready for that journey with light hearts and excited about the future. I'm going to read to you now the account that's found in Luke chapter 24 of that very first Easter morning. If you like to follow along, you can in your worship folders, but this is what it says. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all, all, the, all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. This is the word of our Lord. I want these words to be the beginning of a new journey. And it's a journey that has the end in mind. But in order to understand what that means, let's talk about how strange it sounds that the journey that began, began at a cemetery. At a gravesite. At a tomb. If I were to ask you guys, how often do you spend at a cemetery, I wouldn't imagine the answer would be all that often. There may be reason for you to go on occasion and visit. But I would also say that if you were talking about your life as a journey, 
with a beginning and an end, most of you would say, well, the cemetery would be symbolic of the end. And yet today, it's where our journey begins. It's where our journey begins as we follow in the footsteps of these ladies on that first Easter morning. Because they too were on a journey, but they're going to get redirected and start a new path after they find what's in the tomb. You see, this was their journey. Their journey was to get up early on the first day because they were being law-abiding citizens. They knew that the Sabbath had to pass, in which they couldn't get up and, and go out and, and be in public and, and visit a grave site. And so they waited for the Sabbath to pass, but at first light, they were on their way. The journey was real. They were heading to the tomb. But they had the wrong end in sight. But you understand what they were doing, right? The purpose they were there was they were looking for emotional closure to a very challenging situation. For them, that was the best they could do. That was their end game. That was the end of their journey with the Christ, was we saw him die. We lived by his promises, but we saw him die. The dream is over. But maybe, just maybe, we can capture some form of of emotional closure. They wanted to anoint the body, pay their final respects, and then what of life? We understand that feeling because we've been on that journey. We've been on that journey and we always think of our life ending at the grave. We think of ourselves on this journey from birth until death and we ask ourselves, how are we doing on that journey? Where are we? Well, we have our good days. But we also have our rough moments. And the reality is is that, that we get scared because sometimes we think of the end of the journey and we're left wondering, and then what? If there even is a what? And it's a journey that drives us frequently by guilt. It's a journey that drives us frequently by confusion. We find ourselves simply living from day to day, trying to figure out what the purpose of this life is and how I can complete this journey with some semblance of hope and some semblance of confidence. And yet we know that there's an end date And maybe for that reason, some of us don't even like to go past cemeteries. Maybe there's a reason why we don't spend a lot of time there. And maybe it's a reason for why we don't like to talk so much about that, even with with our loved ones. We're just trying to make the best of this journey as we can. But do you realize that when the ladies arrived, that's when the real journey started. And it's all about what they didn't find. 
Oh, they were looking for closure, but they got anything but closure in a good sense. This is what they found. When they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. And in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. And this is when the journey really begins. Because everything thought they knew had been turned on its up, upside down, has been turned on its head. The real journey was not a journey to the tomb, but now from the tomb, recognizing the tomb is not the end. Which totally recalibrates our life. This is an amazing journey. And it starts now because now we see things with an eternal perspective. Can you imagine the wheels turning in the women's mind? He is not risen, or he, he is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. Do you remember? Do you remember some of those promises that Christ had spoken to you? And some of you maybe have to be very honest with yourselves and say, you know, Pastor, it's been a long time since I've heard those promises. You know, maybe when I was a kid, I, I learned some promises. But you know what? The journey that I thought life was, the journey, the rat race, the, the, the goal of simply getting to the tomb with as much money and as much wealth and as much success as possible, that kind of took over, Pastor. But now you have a chance to remember. Do you remember what the Lord had said? He said, because I live, you also will live. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. He said, I came to be your Savior. For God so loved the world that he gave me his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him, you will not perish, but have eternal life. You see, he came to start the new journey, the journey of seeing this earthly life is only a portion of the greater journey, a journey that lasts for eternity. And so from that starting point, the empty tomb, the women's minds have been recalibrated. And in their eagerness, what do they want to do? They want to tell the world. Because this journey is so far superior to the one that we thought we were on. And let's talk a little bit about that. What makes the two journeys different? Well, one was driven by a this I must do. A, a Nike philosophy, if you will. A, a just do it. Why? 
Because from the moment you were brought into this world, and from the moment that you became conscious of things, and from the moment that you, you, you started to realize your own tendencies and the challenges of the world around us, you perceived something, and it was accurate. What you perceived is that we live in a world that is not following the will of our Father. And then you look in the mirror and you realize you're part of that world. And because of that, we don't always have the most beautiful sleep at night, but rather sometimes we have those sleepless nights because our conscience is working against us. It's bothering us. It harms us. And so the journey in life is do everything you can to either turn off your conscience or to make it feel better. And so it's a just-do-it journey. I just need to get through life, and I need to be distracted, and I need to keep my eyes focused on the prize, whatever that might be, and I'm going to work really hard because maybe in some respect or another, when I get to the end of the journey, God will be pleased with me. Friends, that's a horrible journey. It's a journey that doesn't bring fulfillment because it's a journey that we can never win. But the ladies found out a different journey. And it has a different end in mind. It doesn't end with the threat of death, but rather with the promise of life. And it's centered around Christ's victory. Just a couple of days ago, we gathered together in this worships area and we listened to Jesus when he was hanging on the cross speak seven different times. And you may remember that the one time he spoke, he simply said one word in Greek, three words in English, it is finished. Tetelestai. Do you realize how that trumps the just-do-it mentality to the Christ has done it. And the empty tomb proves it. Do you realize how when the women went to peer into that tomb and they saw that it was empty, it meant that Christ's work of being our Savior was not only completed, it was accepted by God in heaven. And now we who place our trust in him, we have a whole new lease on life. The journey starts now. And yes, there may be a time when this earthly life will come to an end. There may be a time when we'll find ourselves gathered in a cemetery. And yet through those tears, there can also be joy. Because Easter means that eternal life with God is a reality. The journey begins. And yet, even on that journey, we'll have struggles. And I see you and I very similar to the Apostle Peter on that first Easter morning. Did you see what he did? Peter, however, got up and ran back to the tomb. He went back to the first way of life, to the journey that thinks that the tomb has to be the end. But then he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, And he went away wondering to himself what had happened. I like to think of that as a a wondering and amazement that it could possibly be true. 
And so with that in mind, feel free to take a return trip every once in a while. Feel free on this journey towards eternal life that's based on Christ and his work to take a return trip just to verify. Go back to the tomb and make sure it's still empty. And it is. Go back to those promises of Scripture and make sure that they, they continue to say the same thing. And they do. Go back to the words of our Lord and make sure that everything that he said had to happen did in fact happen just as he said. And they have. And then start out on your new journey again. It's not always going to be the easiest of journeys because in this sinful world, there will be the ups and the downs. There will be the challenges. There will be the successes at work and the job losses. There will be the times when the children are, are listening like angels and times when they are not. But that's to be expected in a world that is riddled with sin. And yet, we are on the journey which sees past that based on sins forgiven, based on eternal life which has been won, and based on the hope of being at one with our God. I don't know how your ride home is going to go. But my guess is that if you stick around for the Easter egg hunt, you'll have some children that have a sugar high going. And if you don't stick around for the Easter egg hunt, you might have some tired eyes because it's been a long morning. And you might be thinking about what the next thing is. And that journey might not always be as pleasant. But then think, your, think about the bigger picture and the bigger journey, the journey that starts now, the journey with the end in mind, the end being eternal life in heaven. And give thanks and praise to the one who has assured it, the Christ, our Savior. Because when we look to him in that empty tomb, we can be certain that it is, in fact, a very happy Easter. Why? He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah.